hundred feet from his piston cup! The King and Chick rounding turn four! And now his piston cup, and it's... All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Uh, what exactly is it that they do? Kick names, take ass. Blue flower, red thorns, blue flower, red thorns, blue flower, red thorns. This would be so much easier if I wasn't colorblind. What did I do wrong? Um, no! Why are you leaving me if I didn't do anything wrong? I don't understand, I thought you liked me! I do like you, I just... Tell me the truth! Why are you leaving me? What did you say? Why did you change? You're scaring me, Pearl. Oh, boy. Guys, I'm glad we're all here. This is exciting. We made it back, man. Um, starting off with, you know what? This is one of my favorite animated movies, Cole. I'm going to go off just right off the bat and say this is one of my favorite animated movies, and it always has been. Um, Cole, what movie are we talking about? Today, we are talking about Cars. Cars. Where's where that streaming? Cars. Cars is streaming on Disney+. Plus. It released all the way back in 2006. Now, Corey, if this is one of your favorite movies, can you tell me where you first saw it? No. no Couldn't okay. even get close to telling you where I first saw it. And you know why? Here's, here's my reason why. Because I've seen this so, so many times that the viewings just start to run together. Like... The reason, so this was one of my suggestions that we do, and it's the reason we put it on the poll. Um, and I had, the reason I suggested it is because I just watched it right before that, and I was like, what a great movie. And so uh, I just watched it again, and I'm not going to remember those two individual times. I'm probably going to remember them as one, if that. Maybe I won't remember them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about cars, the 2006 one, not the 1842 movie cars. Um, we're talking about the 2006 one. Um, Couldn't find Zach, footage of 1842's cars. Yeah, I'm I'm here as well. Uh, Zach is also on this episode, ready to ready to talk some some cars with you boys for sure. As ready as I'll ever be. No, I don't like that. That didn't sound very enthusiastic. Zach, you know, I I agree with Corey. Like I rewatched this, and I had a great time rewatching it. Maybe it's. The whole idea of the small town aspect of it. I went to college in a pretty small town, so that's something I can relate to a little bit. You know, these uh, your small own little town radiator springs. All, but radiator springs, yes, that is that is the town. Is radiator springs in Nevada? Is that what we're meant to believe? I was assuming Arizona. Yeah, I think so. It's on its way to California, so it's. I mean. Well, I don't know exactly where they were from, or where they were. It seemed like, very Grand Canyonish. If they said that, I is, I assume the Piston Cup took place in like the original race took place in like Florida, kind of like the Daytona 500 that's what, or something like that. That's what I was thinking because it was like the the um, Dynaco 400. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, guys, let's get into it. Uh, Zach, do you have anything else to add to this? Do we do we have uh, the the letterbox for cars and uh, the 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 box office cursive? Okay, box office. This film was 
estimated with a budget of 120 million and came out with a total of 462 million dollars at the box office now that is a hefty chunk of change it also ended up spawning multimedia franchises such as a bunch of short films based around the character of mater who we will get into talking about Mm. who was voiced by larry larry the cable guy now do you guys know if larry ever was a cable guy if that no i think that was i doubt it it was a show like larry the cable guy and he just took that as his his name i could be wrong no idea um i'm just guessing I think you're thinking of the movie The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey, but he was. No, I don't no, no. I thought I saw. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, but this film also sure. holds in. This film holds an average of three point six on the letterbox. Mm. It's a bit low for my taste. Too, too low <laughs> Bunch for of you. Dum dums on that app. Ooh. I'm going to get my Corey prediction ready. Action. Even the opening scene, there's always some random girl who gets a call that undoubtedly ends up getting her killed. It's all so predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming. (laughs) Did that surprise you? (laughs) Now shut the fuck up and watch the movie. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's just move on. I don't even want to talk about it. I would I would like to start I'd like to start with a question uh, a question I have. Yes. So Corey, you you opened up this episode uh explaining that this was your pick uh for us to talk about and you love this movie and it's one of your favorite animated movies uh, ever, right? Yes. Why? <laughs> okay, you just want me to get into it? You just want me to go? Is yeah, it, just is yeah, that just like tell an me, insult in some tell me, though? tell me. No, I, it's a cur- it, it's a curiosity. I'm curious what it is about this movie that really appeals to you, Corey. Um. Okay, I'll get into it. So here, I this is kind of the best way I could put it, and it, this isn't my words. I saw someone say this, and it's not about this movie in particular. It's kind of about movies in general, and this is kind of how I feel about this movie. Um, a lot of people get into the how like recent movies and how they're kind of not the same or because they don't really understand what they're trying to do. It's like for a Marvel movie, for example, we'll have this movie about aliens that they don't really understand. And they think the plot is that they're aliens and that's what the plot is. But the plot really is like, if we look back at an early Marvel movie, like Iron Man, it's about a guy facing his mortality and the, the, um, uh, the decisions that he's made and how they affect real people. And that's the plot. And he just happens to be Iron Man, you know? And so in this one, it's about a guy, it's about a rookie coming into a sport and he like thinks that he owns the world. He thinks he's on top of the world because he's one of the youngest to ever do it. And one of the best in the sport, but he realizes throughout that he needs to lean on other people to actually be successful. And there's more than just winning. They just happen to be cars. And I think this really encapsulates that. Like, it it focuses on the story aspect of it and not really like, oh, they're cars. Like, the cars just kind of adds comedy and it kind of adds, like, a fun little, you know, thing going through it. Um, I What I really enjoy about this movie is how they, like, um, show 
show exposition like at the very beginning it's very entertaining how they're explaining the world that we're in that bob costa is explaining and um and bob i think cutlass. they do it very bob effectively cutlass. bob cutlass as bob costa uh or bob costa no, as bob, bob costa i'm sorry bob cutlass <laughs> yeah sorry I, I got i got that mixed up um i think it's a very effective way it's like we're actually watching a real race and then it kind of gets right into the movie um and I think throughout they, they sprinkle in exposition as needed and they do it very effectively where it adds more emotion to the scene instead of distracting from what the scene was actually about. Uh, I think the characters are likable. I think the relationships that develop throughout the movie are realistic. Um, and I, 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 I just like that they're cars, man. I think that's the best part. I think <laughs> that's really fun. That is what it comes down to, I, doesn't it? At the end of the day, <laughs> it's, it's like, cars, I mean, if that, if that just, it, and I think a lot of people get into like, Cole was talking about before, like, oh, how do they do X, Y, Z? And I'm not going to say exactly what you were talking about, Cole, but like, I think that's thinking a little too much about it. And I, and I think in the second one, not to talk about the second one, but I think in the second one, they get a little too much. Oh, we have to kind of explain a lot of different things. Or we have to show like a lot of different things. What I like, it's just about cars dealing with that, like the stuff, you know, like just well, put, just have them cars and don't let us think about it too much that they're cars. Can I can I can least. I can I jump off? But that the other really stuff, quick, Corey. But but the other okay, one second. But they don't let like not too much about how they're cars. Like don't worry about that. But worry about like the story that's being told throughout, which is like the like at the end of the day, if this was about just a ran like this was humans and the guy was a race car driver. Like I think the story would have played the exact same way, you know, it's a human and story. So if you, if you, they if just you happen to be cars. Yeah. And if you focus too much on like, Oh, they're cars and like X, Y, Z doesn't make sense because they're cars. Then you're kind of just, mi- you're, you're missing the point. Like you're, then it, it, you're, you're trying to poke holes in something that's just supposed to be for fun. Like that part is supposed to be just for fun. Yeah, I, I I get that I'm not supposed to think too hard about it, and I really went into it with the mindset not to, because um, you know it's it's at the end of the day, it's, you know Pixar movies pride themselves on being movies for adults and kids, and um, I, so I wasn't thinking about it, but then you have a critical a critical plot point that is around a misunderstanding that's Lightning McQueen thinks he's being shot at, and it's like, okay, guns are. Th- guns are a thing in this universe and it's and that's the reason why he gets lost is because he thinks he's being shot at instead of just being pulled over and so the whole the whole premise of this movie hinges on guns existing and then it raises the question <laughs> how the hell do they guns and if cars are alive are guns alive and if if how do they make how do they hold a, i don't know i just it's like okay i don't want to think about it but then you make it a part of like the whole story hinges on the idea of like them being able to do that. And it's like, okay. So I didn't, it didn't bother me that much, but it's just like, I would have avoided those pitfalls when writing like, you know, the story, there are ways to get him there without things like that. And that it's not a big deal. Cause it's a small moment of the movie, but it just, it, it, it affects so much after it, you know? And that's why it, that, that bothered me a bit. Well, I think I, I think you just have to look at it like it's just like our world. Like it's as if our world turned into cars just a second ago and everyone's okay with it. I, I that's kind of I know that's like kind of a lazy way of looking at it, but I I mean like if you make it too different where it's like okay, let's paint this entire world as if like it started as they were cars, then you kind of lose the audience a little bit and it's just like you alienate them too far away from the world. 
you know? And so I think if you look mm-hmm. at it from that perspective, you're kind of like, and I know you said it's not that big of an issue, but I, I, I think stuff like that, you kind of can't, and, and I don't, I really hate saying this about movies. I really hate saying it about movies, but you can't really think about, especially that one, that one too much. Like if you want to, like Cole was talking, like, I mean, in the second one, there's um, a Pope. So that means there was a car Jesus. You know, like that stuff, avoid that stuff. But also like you kind of have to take it like our world is just like you put glasses on in everyone's cars. Like that's kind of how you have to. That's kind of how I look at it, at least not saying you have to look at it like that. What did they crucify car Jesus on? Again, let's not get into it because one, that's the second movie. And two, I already said, like, (laughs) don't do that. Okay, okay, but it it does relate to my my bigger problem with the movie, though. Uh, not not small logistical details like guns thing like that was just a nitpick I know I get that that's not actually what bothers me yeah I yeah. think and let me clarify again early I like the movie I'm not gonna be a a, a cars hater okay but I I, oh, I want to get my negatives out early so we can just have chill vibes uh, like after that you know what I mean um, <laughs> yeah. so the for me then I think I think it does look great but for me the narrative doesn't quite carry this movie like previous Pixar movies did before this because I I get that it is about him learning to lean on others so there is a lesson there and kids need to learn that and you know some adults need to learn that too and that's fine so it's it's got that check that box we have a lesson but in terms of my emotional investment in the characters I'm not emotionally invested in Lightning McQueen as a character like I would be in say Woody and Buzz, or Jesse from Toy Story 2, or Boo, and Boo, Mike, and Sully from Monsters, Inc., or definitely not Marlin and um, Nemo and Dory, or um, anyone in The Incredibles, you know? like So I think, to this point, I would have put What about the cars, bugs and bugs life? That's exactly what, what about? I was about to say, is I would, to this point, this was, I think, like the seventh car, or Pixar movie, or something like that, I would say this was, like, on tier with, like, Bugs Life. In terms of like, I like the movie, but I don't really care that much about the characters. I'm not that emotionally invested. And I think what it comes down to is the stakes of the movie. If you look at it from a Lightning McQueen perspective, he's trying to win a big race. And if not, he's a rookie and he'll be back next year and he has a big career ahead of him. And it's like, it's not like it's all on him to win the Piston Cup this year. He wants to and he should. He's competitive and I get that. Uh, but I, I don't think it's like that high of stakes for him. Now you could flip it and say, no, actually, the stakes are about the Radiator Springs. It's about how their town is lost and they need, uh, they're they're falling off or whatever, and they're they're at risk of losing their way of life or whatever. To which I would respond to that is they they did lose their way of life. They haven't had a customer in a while. The interstate's been there, but I don't see the consequences of that uh, because they are still there, and you know the the place looks like like uh, Luigi's tires looks awesome. Still, how do they have all, all that many amazing tires if they've been out of business? Like, they've had one customer in the past, like, three years is what he says or something like that. Like, it's just, like, I don't see the concept. Like, they should have had, like, oh, we're about to lose the – it's a cliche storyline, but we sh- they should have had, like, a deadline. Like, oh, we actually did realize we have to sell the property soon or something because we couldn't, we couldn't keep it. But it's just, like, I don't see any consequences. It's just, like, oh, we're lonely because people don't come through anymore. But I don't see any of the financial consequences going on. And I get it's a kids movie, so you don't we don't need to get into like taxes and and like back payments and credit and all that stuff and like I but I needed to see something 
that's like okay things just can't go on status quo and that their 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 backs are up against it and something bad is going to happen if something doesn't change soon yeah go ahead cole student loans hitting at eating at you a little bit huh bud i'm talking about a movie about talking cars here (laughs) yeah but i i think they did have a line like that where it's like i mean they were talking i was like no he left like 15 years ago and then they had the thing where um, in the courtroom where she was talk or where Sally was talking to Lizzie, no, not Lizzie, where she was talking to Flo, and yeah. saying like, "What happens if if you don't have people come here?" And she was like, "I'll have to like, I'll have to move and I'll have to leave." And then you kind of see like we're all gonna have to leave and like pick up our lives and and, and so it's not really the financial burden, but you see like. I mean, you kind of in a in a, in a way you see the financial burden of having to like completely uproot your life, like get rid of your business, and like no, and you say like sell the land, but it doesn't look like anyone's moving there to buy it, and so it's like it's not like they can sell it. Like everything that they have is just they're going out of business. It's done. It goes also, to zero. It doesn't. It's yeah. not like they're they can sell to something else. It's it. So I think the financial burden like is there. And it's specifically in that courtroom scene, and I think they could have made that courtroom scene a little bit more reflective of those issues that they were having instead of, like, immediately turning around and saying, like, no, we could do it. You got to fix the road so we can have more customers or more customers can come, which I think, I mean, that's the plot of the movie right there. I mean, it takes a little bit, but I, I you think where you were saying you don't really care about Lightning McQueen as a character because I mean he has these stakes. Th- those are like his stakes that he thinks that the what the movie is going to be about. Like not saying like he knows that it's a movie. I'm just saying like that's what he thinks the movie is going to be about. But the movie is about him adjusting to or finding this new way of like how he should be living life basically. And so I I, I agree with you. They could have uh, done it a little bit better with showing the stakes of losing the town. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that they didn't do that. Cause I think they did. And yeah. en- at least they did enough for me in that courtroom scene with painting it that way. Sorry, Cole, go. Oh, I, I was just going to add on to that a little bit. I mean, they, they reference businesses have clothes. Sally takes them on the drive and she takes them to mm-hmm. that little motel thing. And she's like, well. this used to be the most happening spot. And then all of a sudden, and then she looks out on the interstate and she's like, this town used to be bustling. These weren't just five businesses in this town. It looked like there were a lot more than just five, you know? Yeah, and they all closed. Yeah, they all had to close up, leave shop. These were the people who stayed because they believed in the town. And you learn that Sally was, you know, big city lawyer. And she, you know, she sunk. I think she says, like, she sunk all of her money Bad into this motel this cone motel that's that's capitalism baby radiator springs need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and stop complaining zach zach let's let's stop let's stop that what's the what's (laughs) the phrase they need to look into the bleeding jaws of capitalism and say yes daddy please isn't that what it was Corey, or something like that yeah that's (laughs) that's the line but i mean the important part they do morty they do bring that up. It's just maybe it's not as much as you both would have liked, but I think for a kid's it was movie, fine. it's done pretty well, you know? And it does go over the fact that they, they're supposed to be this whole 
idea of the small town that just got bypassed when any interstate. Why not? Well, Route know? 66 is a very real. This, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's telling a real story, and I think it's cool that kids know about that. I mean, I'm sure this is more or less how I learned about Route 66, uh, you know, the history there, and how you know all these businesses that were you know hustling and bustling uh, back then, mom and pop, you shops, know, just you know? just got yeah, they just got phased out with with the interstate. Um, so I, I do appreciate that, Cole, and I like that. I mean, I agree with you that, that that is my favorite aspect of the movie is that I love that aesthetic, that Americana. Lost small town. Uh, with James a lot of Taylor, the yeah, James that, Taylor of it all. That song. Oh my it, god! It's a it's a beautiful. It's so... Oh wait, is that the? Oh wait, is that the song that plays over the montage of what the town used yeah. to be? That's yeah. I. I do not like that song. That song. I love that song. The man. the earlier songs Taylor. in the soundtrack were better. The Cheryl Crow song, and then the Life Is a Highway. Of course, the Life Is a Highway montage might be the highlight of the movie in terms of a sequence for me. I. I was I was vibing on that part, you know that that's that's cool, and I like I like travel montages. Those are always fun. But you know that brings me to my next point is this is this is one nitpick that I did have when watching this movie. So we are to believe that racing is you know the peak of car athletes. I'm I'm sure there's not football because they can't catch or baseball or any or it's anything. The only car athleticism. Yeah. So they don't have hands. Chick Hicks, voiced amazingly by the fan, the fabulous, the fantastic Michael Keaton, he tries to murder his fellow cars in a sense. Like he is out here causing car crashes, which, as we all know, if a car crashes, there's a chance it won't be able to be driven again. So are we to believe as an audience? That this is going to go unpunished? He is out here murdering people. It's they probably sign a waiver beforehand. He probably would have a reputation of being a he's he's a dirty player, you know. Don't don't race with that guy. He's 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 got a rep, you know. But I, I it did I was thinking about that too, Cole, because when he sends uh the king flying, I he's like, it looks like a not pretty rough crash. It you really again, painful. old man. Like it looks very king. painful. Poor the king. It made me question, though, like, okay, it's not like, like they have ambulances rushing out to him, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, we got to save his life. He might die. It's just like, oh, that's racing, baby. And they – so Lightning, <laughs> say, like, helps him finish the race. That's cute. I like that. But my question is, it made me think, because no one seemed to be worried that he was going to die. They were just like, oh, that sucks for him, you know. Where in the car – and this might be overthinking it. Is the brain where in, the, heart? in the car is the soul? <laughs> where, <laughs> where? Because <laughs> they they have car doors. I noticed they they have doors. What happened? Who a who can open the door? No one has hands. And B, what dude, would what would be dude, inside if you opened it? Dude, so dude. really, I would have just I'm, made I'm the cars without this doors. Is like this might be the ultimate sequel to Terminator, where we have machines have evolved to be more human, and they evolved into cars. No, God, no, this would be the worst sequel to Terminator. No. I think you guys are just looking at it the wrong way. I'm I'm pretty sure you've seen Terminator three and Genesis. Terminator three so, is good. Yeah, Terminator is three is the... good. Yeah, it's not great though. I, I think you guys are looking at it the wrong way. I think we're just supposed to look at it as like as if we put on glasses and the glasses make everyone look like cars. And I think that's it. So these are people. <laughs> 
is what you are saying. They're people. Yeah. They have souls is what you are saying. Yeah, yeah I guess so. And I, they okay. do they they do mention going to the doctor as Doc Hudson is a doctor and doctor, the sheriff needs judge. an oil change. That is a that's a pretty funny scene because the sheriff just has a little line in there that I thought was pretty funny. He goes, "Go and have yourself a little look see." As uh, lightning storms in oh, yeah, like uh, Doc's one. office. He, call, he calls him City Boy, though. I'll tell you what the funniest line in the movie is. City boy. The funniest line in the movie. And I'm not going to be like, ah, I love this part. Don't you love this part? Don't you love this part? Because that's not good podcasting. But I'll, I'll say one line that really, <laughs> that actually made me laugh out loud. When he's passing that crazy old car in the street and she's like, because he's like, oh, I got to finish this or else I can't get there. And she's like, if you keep talking to yourself, people are going to think you're crazy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thanks for the advice. And she's like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> like, that was, that was See, really funny I, think... I laughed out loud. <laughs> we, we're given, you know, this view of this town. And it starts with this interaction between Sarge and Fillmore. Fillmore's looking at the light. And he goes, every third blink is slower. And Sarge just goes... The 60s weren't good to you, were they? I thought it was great. I think they have good banter between all the characters. I think they I all conversate and talk very, very realistically. They do feel lived in. Yeah, and I think that's credit to the movie, you know, because sometimes you'll have movies that don't have any talking cars in it, and it doesn't feel very lived in. And for some reason, this one, with talking cars does feel very lived in so i think that's credit i i i don't think that's something to overlook because i think you'll see a lot of movies that that take stuff like that for granted and will just rely on like oh just talk just make it it just chat and 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 they won't really write dialogue that makes it sound like it's chatting and it felt like someone actually thought about this it felt like real effort was going into it and i could feel that effort and i appreciate when that happens and so I think that's another credit to why I like it. They did have a phenomenal voice cast in this movie. They did. I mean, I mean, as, yes, as Owen I said, Wilson, really. Bonnie Hunt, Cheech Martin, Tommy Chong, fucking Paul Newman. Tommy Chong's in Paul this? Paul Newman. So I have a question. Who is Tommy Chong in this? Doc Hudson is not in the other two movies. I believe... Doc did he did, did Paul Newman he, died? Paul Newman died after this movie. Yeah. Okay. This, this was his last. Movie. Movie. He went out with cars. Went out with cars. I'm I wish you could sure. go back to You're early Paul that, like, Newman in the fifties. No, no. I just wish you could know. I just think it's funny that if you could go back in the fifties and to talk to Paul Newman, you know, big ass like American film actor or whatever, or the sixties, whenever he had his heyday, and be like, you want to see what your last movie is, and just show him. <laughs> You know, this guy was born in 1925. You know, <laughs> that would just oh, that would gosh. blow his fucking mind. This is your final role, big guy. Is... What I would give Actually... for my last movie to be Cars. What I would it's give. Not a bad last movie, but. Can I tell you guys something? I guess so. Growing up, my bed was a Lightning McQueen race car bed when yeah, I was there. Kid. That explains it. How did I not know this? I think I think I'll just go yeah, ahead and say I this now. My, maybe this is why this movie works for so many. And I'm gonna. I know I'm the outlier. I know that, uh, and I acknowledge that because you know this this movie won this series won the poll by a sizable margin. So you know everyone. A lot of people love this movie, especially people in our generation. It's I I just never cared about 
cars as a kid. I don't even mean that as the movie. I just don't care. I was never like, oh, give me more race cars. I was, I was more into, let's say, other regular toys or bugs or monsters or superheroes or or fish. All of those. I didn't like how you uh, said other regular toys. Well, you get you get you get why I said that. Toys? You get why I said that because I'm listing why all these other Pixar movies uh, appeal to me more. Oh, okay. Than a movie about talk. That's why I said monsters and superheroes and and fish and you know. Uh, but it's, it, but also I I think it's just, I do agree, Corey, that the ensemble does feel really lived in, and I like their relationships. It just doesn't emotionally affect me. Like I am I am genuinely moved watching Marlon realize that he has lost all of his children and wife except one at the beginning of Finding Nemo. I feel more in that one moment than I do during the entirety of, of, of this one. You know what I mean? Like that's what I think this is what it is, is this is a fun movie to me that does its job because it looks great and the racing scenes are fun and it's competently made and competently written and competently voice acted, but it just doesn't rise above the the minute, I'm not drawn to it emotionally. I'm not feeling that much about what's going on. I'm not that invested. I'm just kind of enjoying my time, which is fine. A lot well, of movies are I, like I, that and good movies. I, 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 I think comparing the stakes of the two movies are, is kind of unfair to, to an extent because, like, he, yeah, I mean, you should be moved watching a, a father lose his entire family. Like, it kind of shows, like, that that's a very, very emotionally impactful moment. Like, no matter if it's a fish, no matter if it's a car, like, if, if that happened somewhere here, I'm, actually, I'm sure you would be like, how did this car have kids? But, like, watching, <laughs> I think that's very, that's a very emotional scene to happen. And there's nothing that happens in this one that, that where the stakes are quite as high. And I will agree with right. you there. But I don't really think, like, I don't really think it needs to have super high stakes, you know? And I, I agree, like, maybe that does hold it back a little bit. But I think that also, like, some, like, I'm trying to think of what I had, what, what I'm trying to say. Um, with, with a movie like um, Inside Out, for example, a movie like Inside Out, for example, that is a very, very emotionally impactful movie, right? It's all about emotions. It's yeah. quite yes. literally can about we, emotions. Can we agree? Right. And so I think, like, that's very, it, it, touches people on a very personal level that people are like are very reactive to it and very emotional while watching it but with this one i mean we're dealing with small towns we're dealing with people that i mean even if they lose the town it's not the end of their life you know and with like the emotions like when you're a teenager or when you're a preteen like all that stuff's really brand new and it can be very impactful and that's such like anything could happen at that age and like so many things could go wrong and so it, it but with this, it's like, uh, I mean, if they lose it all, like, they, they'll have to start over. And it might not be the end of their life, but it's going to be the end of the life that they've known. But they can always start anew or they could try to start anew. And if he doesn't win this Piston Cup, he can always try next season and next season. And that's why I like that winning the Piston Cup isn't really um, what this movie is about. It's just what this movie's framed around, you know? And I think it's good that it has that literally framed around because it's at the very beginning of very end, um, these races. Uh, so I, I, I think it's a little unfair to compare it to that because yeah, the stakes aren't as big, but I mean, there's still stakes. And even though you're not like, I guess it's like a personal thing. If you're not connecting to it, I'm not saying like I was emotionally impacted by the 
the the stakes in the movie or by what the movie was about but i i i felt what the characters were i could see what the characters were feeling and i could understand how why they were upset and i think that's i i, I think as long as you're portraying that i think the movie is doing its job and i don't really know what it could have done more or what else it could have done to get to that emotional level do you that's kind no, of i see what you're saying exactly. no 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 no, no, you, no it's no do you think it would no, have anything fair. No, well, no, not not more than what I already said, which was just the the if if, if the Route no. sixty if you want me to care more about Route sixty six, I needed to see more. I needed to see the stakes more than just a, a few comments in the courtroom. That's all I. But I've already talked so, about it. So but, yeah, I see what you're saying. So what? I, I'm just curious at this point. I'm not trying to push or like. You're not right. Uh, like what? What else would you have needed? Like, paint. paint me I a don't scene. see. It's hard. It's hard for me to say because I think it's just the the, the whole conceit of the movie. Uh, or the the story of the movie itself was never going to be one that made me that invested. You know, it's just that I, as much as I love a small town story, it wasn't like that was going to, I don't know. Just, I just think there's more, it's a more, there are more clever stories. Like I think it's not just, Oh, the emotional stakes. I think it's more creative when you have, and I'm, I, this is the last time I'm going to compare it to other Pixar movies. Cause we're talking about cars. And I shouldn't just be like grading against other Pixar movies. I'm just using these on as examples of why these movies work for me mm-hmm. a little bit more than this one. So, um, like, I think the idea of monsters living in this society where they need to collect screams for energy uh, and then they kidnap, they get accidentally have a, a little kid that's a contaminant. Like, I, I think that's all more creative to me than what we're doing here with, you know, we're just, where it's just our world except with cars. You know, like, and then we we have this regular story, which, you know, again, it's a fine story and it works. It's just I don't – I'm not as like, wow, that's a really novel idea uh, like I am with that. Or like Incredibles is – you know, we have a bunch of other superhero movies. But I think the story of Incredibles is so well written to the point where I would almost go as far to say it is it is my favorite superhero movie up there with Dark Knight and Logan. Like that's that's how much I think – that's how well written I think The Incredibles is. And then Toy Story just appeals to me on on a – personal level of just like uh friendship uh and you know just childlike you know like that 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 wonder that you have as a kid with your toys and all those worlds you could create with them and the imagination that you have and then uh just woody being always being there for andy like that emotionally just hits me more than anything in this movie but again like bug's life i like the movie i'm not moved by bug's life i enjoy the conceit and that's where this movie would also fall for me i have i have a quick question cole I have a quick question before you before you yeah. go. Just one quick question for Zach. Would you have liked it more if they found a way of putting in the cars as characters, but humans also lived in the world? But like humans didn't talk, they didn't really have a part in the movie. It was just like it there and the humans couldn't the understand humans the cars, so it was were like our cars. But like the humans <laughs> are in this movie, so you and you kinda have to write a story around that. So it's not just like Oh, the cars are humans, and so you're just replacing a human story, and like the bit is that there are cars in it instead. Um, but instead, having it be like they have to find a way and write a story about our cars as they are currently in the world. Do you think yeah, that well, would have been a yes. little bit more appealing? I guess so. Potent- I, th- I would say potentially so because the it would be too much for me to think of now because I don't even know how that would work. So if they did find a way to make that work, it would have to be very creative and, and it would take a lot of ingenuity on their writers 
and animators, honestly, to figure that all out logistically uh, to the point where, yeah, I, I can't answer that question now because I don't even know how they would do it. But if they did figure that out, then I can, I think potentially it would have been a more impressive story uh, for me to, you know, okay. watch. But again, I think that, okay. that that's pretty much all my negatives, guys. I don't want to be the anti-cars guy. I don't want. I don't want. No, that no, no. My, you're fine. My reputation. Well, you already are. So you know, just let's talk about what rotation. we like about it. Can I start with what I like about it? Well, I was. Yeah, go can ahead. I what do you just like? Say oh yeah, Cole was going to go. Cole's been waiting. Yeah, yeah. You're, you did. He's have been a patient thing. little yeah. boy. So I think something we haven't talked about is there is a whole other thing going on that isn't just the small town and its lightning story. And how one, not just one person's perspective can change the way you not only think about yourself, but the way you think about others. And that's the thing that works for me the most is his relationship with Doc Hudson. Especially that moment where he finds the piston cups and he goes, you, you look at those. All I see is three dusty old cups. It, it hits a little different, and it's this whole sports metaphor that's really being told throughout the story of athletes who are forgotten, and not just the towns, but Doc legitimately, legitimately moved to this town because he was done with the world. He kicked lightning out of the courtroom immediately because he saw the world that he had been hiding from running to his front door. And that is something that is very, you know, that hit very emotionally for me because you see lightning going through this journey and how it's affecting not only him, but it's affecting Doc. That was uh, Radiator Springs was Doc's acto. That was his version of Luke's planet in Last Jedi. It's where he went to go hide. Cole, do you think it was, do you think that Doc was right to run away or do you think like do you think he was taking it to he misunderstood the situation thought they were forcing him to retire when they were probably not necessarily doing that because when he comes back i mean the entire stadium erupts you know i think you have a guy who didn't have somebody like mickey gold goldmill in his uh train in his corner and he you know, he didn't have somebody edging him on. The way he heard the words were, <laughs> what yeah. was that? Mickey from Mickey didn't Gold have him Gold. doing what? Edging him on, edging him on. Oh, he said it again. <laughs> tripling down. <laughs> okay, go ahead, keep going. It's fine. But... It's a movie about talking cars. It's for kids. It's stop saying that, man. <laughs> there was no edging going on. Stop saying what? No, Zach, stop saying it's a movie about cars for kids. I mean, you diminish it's, it. <laughs> Zach, you just hate movies in general, and I know that. But um, yeah, I hate them. Hate talking about them. Hate watching them. Zach, what do you? What did you like about this movie? I thought the racing scene. I thought it looked really good. I think the animation, as always, with these Pixar movies, it, it looked go. really good. I thought all the, the the wide majestic shots of uh, you know the canyons and deserts of Radiator Springs. I. I was in all that. Um, I was. I like the how they looked like looked cars. Really good. They looked like cars. I noticed that the clouds were like tread marks that didn't really make sense, but I appreciated the detail. Um, I, I thought that the what? Like I said, the, the the clouds. There was a bit of clouds that literally just looked like 
a car drove on the sky. It was like tread marks in the sky, which was like, okay, oh, really? but that's not how precipitation works. Uh, but I guess that's that's it, that's the way it works in Cars Land. Uh, it was not like all the time. It was just like I noticed it once that they had just tread marks across the sky. I was like, okay, sure. But yeah, the racing scenes were looked really good. Uh, I do enjoy Michael Keaton's performance. Uh, I wrote down like that first line that he had. He was like, yeah, that was some real good racing out there by me you know like that was really funny to me uh his his deliveries are always uh, a, a blessing whenever they occurred in this movie um and yeah you know i had some one-liners that 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 you know there's some stuff for the adults here too like the the track is always lit uh so like i i don't need headlights or whatever and it's like so is my brother blah 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 but he does you know like so like that was funny you know i'm sure no kid in the audience when the girls that lit are- means drunk or when yeah, the girls flash that. lightning. Oh yeah. Oh, who among us could forget? That was. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's, there's also that line where he brings up uh, Sally's little pinstriping tattoo. Yeah. What the hell is that? She has a tramp stamp. We're giving cars tramp stamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cars get. <laughs> it's cars a bump, get tramps. It's a little bumper sticker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or some, so, some of, most, on... a lot of the humor worked on me. Some of the car puns I thought fell flat, but a lot of the there was some there was some wit here, you know. Bob, I liked Bob Cutlass, you know. I thought that was a little fun little thing they I did. I thought he was for great. Bob Costas. I thought you know, Bob Saint, Costas Saint was Louis great. Guy. Yeah. One of the many, one of the few St. Louis references in this. There's a there, St. Louis is mentioned in that song as well that John Mayer covered. At the end, uh, the Route 66. Get your kicks on Route 66. Because it was written by someone from St. Louis, Chuck Berry. Right. Well, also Route 66 goes through St. Louis. That's also probably why it was included in the Route 66 song. Yeah. Yeah, but Chuck Berry actually appears on the soundtrack as well. Oh, does he really? I didn't catch the Chuck Berry song. And another... Uh... Go ahead, Cole. Yeah. I, uh... Cole? What? Uh, How did you feel about Mater? How'd you guys feel about Mater? He's fine. I felt like he was in this movie. The right amount of him. The perfect amount. That's a good good hint at the future. (laughs) We had the perfect (laughs) amount of him. Here we we filled to the top of the glass. We didn't spill any. This is exactly the amount of mater that we needed. There there are some really funny lines that Larry the Cable Guy has, and the funniest one to me was when he runs up to Lightning after he brings the stampede back to Radiator Springs, and he goes, "If anybody asks, asks, we was out smashing mailboxes with a bat." And then he runs away from him. So he basically says, go admit that you did a crime to cover for me. That is funny, but I thought the whole tractor tipping concept was that that whole sequence didn't. I, I just that just didn't do anything for me. But I do like Mater as a character. I think he's a sweet, sweet side character in this movie. He's very endearing. Yeah, he is. He he loves he loves lightning and he made a good choice in his best friend. I thought that, that line was cute. Was not, not best very, friend. Yeah, Corey, that was great. I want Mater impressions from now on. 
once an episode. I think we're at the right uh, amount okay. of Mater well, impressions, and if we get. if we do, yeah, I was say I think I think Just one is enough, one. and it's good. Oh boy, <laughs> let's see if we can go all of Cars two without bringing up Mater once. Let's see if we can talk about the movie without <laughs> <laughs> discussing. I can. Mater. I can do it. Um, anything else? I'm I'm out. I'm spent. That's all my that's all my takes. Say, I kind of I I usually work through all my stuff pretty fast. So, Cole, you don't have to have anything. Where does this rank all time in your Pixar, Pixar movies? Well, let's see. Oh, there have no been idea. 27 Pixar films. I have seen 23 of them. The ones I have not seen are like Elemental, Good Dinosaur, uh, Cars 3. Uh, and there's, I'm sure there's an, oh, Luca. You should, um, you should, well, okay, Luca's good. I mean, I want to see all of them eventually. I mean, I, there's no way I'm watching 23 of 27 and be like, I'm good. <laughs> That's it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get <laughs> to them and I'm getting, I'm going to get to one of them, you know, within the next couple of weeks. So then I'll be, then I'll only be a few left. But hey. of the 23 I've seen, and this is not me pulling this out of my ass because I kind of already looked this up already just to, just in case this question came up, Cole. I can confidently say I like at least 16 Pixar movies more than Cars. Okay. Corey? Because I, I have no can. idea. I, could, I wanted I have to no, see if I, someone I have no, could. <laughs> no, I figured if anyone Zach could, but I have no idea. I, I'd have to look at an entire list and go through them in my head. It would take way too long. No idea. I'm going to say, you know what? The, I have no idea. I'm gonna, I don't even know. Might bring that to my new to the next episode we can each reveal that that's probably a oh, better yeah, there we yeah. go I'll, I, I yeah, could probably after do we talk about two time. and three yeah okay let's get on to award season apparently they straight off course and we're fairly certain they're in gorilla hands so why don't you use the regular army what do you need us for because some damn fool accused you of being the best zach you can go first uh, well, I was looking for the person. I wanted to just find whoever the animating animation supervisor was. If there was one name I could say, I can't really find one name anywhere. So I guess I'll go with Michael Keaton because I did enjoy all his moments, as brief as they were in this movie. Uh, Michael Keaton, voice of uh, Chick Hicks, uh, pretty. You know, I'd, I'd say he's chewing scenery, even though he wasn't around any scenery when he was doing his lines. Uh, that's. That's that's what I'd say. I think he's a fun fun villain for a movie where the the villain isn't the focus, which is fine. Uh, but he makes the most of his his moments. So Michael Keaton. Corey, Cole. You go. You want me to go? you want me to go? Um, I'm yeah. gonna go Dan Fogelman. He is the writer of the movie, and I thought that was one of my favorite parts. Just the way it was written, it felt very lived in. As we talked about, the characters felt realistic. Um, the way I mean, it, the way they were like talking to each other, um, and I really I like the story. It may not have had super high stakes, but I thought the story was very good, and yeah. So, Dan Fogelman. He also did Crazy Stupid Love. Fun fact. Oh, love Crazy Stupid Love. Brought that up on our mummy episode. I love that movie. Let's see if we can find a way to work that in to every episode in season two. Just some some crazy connection. It's like it's like Good Night Moon where you have to find the mouse on every page. Can you find the crazy stupid I, love reference in this episode? I think I can do it. So, 
But anyway, I'm going to go with Paul Newman as my MVP. Mm. I was also going to go with James Taylor just for writing that one song, too. So I'm going to go double MVP, Paul Newman and James Taylor, since I'm the last one to go. I think that Our Town song is great. It's really sad. You could just take, you could just take the field, Cole. You don't have to narrow it down. Just an, just an take awful everyone song. Else. Yeah. I take everyone else. It's like the yeah, most on-the-nose no. lyrics just you could Paul ever Newman imagine. It's James like things Taylor. are changing and things yeah. are sad. Don't you remember hey, when things were James different? I James Taylor, but also Paul Newman brought a very emotional aspect to this movie. His line delivery was phenomenal. I'd say it's probably second best. Like you said, Zach, Michael Keaton, every line he delivers is great. But Paul Newman, he is phenomenal, man. And this was sadly one of his last film roles. His last live action role was in 2002. So this was his last actual like animated film role. He did some narration after this. He passed away in, I believe, 2007. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he got to see Ratatouille. So, yeah, Paul Newman for giving a hell of a hell of a career farewell. Yep. Well, he's got that. He's got a. He's, this is another feather in his cap. The review section it says that they insist on outside opinions. What kind of opinions? Well, your kind, not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, let's face it, in your particular field, you're the top minds. I think I'm going to go with a 3.9. See, right now you're edging you're edging your rating right now. You're just edging that four-star rating. That's the correct term <laughs> right there. Just no, can't. You're almost there. Can't quite. Can't quite get it there. Quite given. <laughs> if only he had someone to edge him on. I can't quite. Cool. If only you had someone to edge you on to that four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, script was good. Music was good. Randy Newman did uh, the score. He is possibly the John Williams of Pixar. Um, I think that's, that's a fair. pretty fair comparison. Yeah. But there were some things that did bother me, the little nitpicks, especially the one about Chick Hicks murdering people. Overall, I, I like this movie. And it hit a little more for me now than it did when I was younger. I can say that I like this movie upon rewatch more than I did the first time I watched it. Uh, I'll go next, uh, so Corey can can finish it off since this was uh, this is you know his bread and butter. Uh, I'm gonna go three out of five. It's a good movie. It does its job. I think it looks really good. Oh. Um, and I think the, the like I've for all the reasons I've been saying it's it checks all the boxes it needs to to be a, a good serviceable competently made movie. Um, you know it, I'm sure it, sure it did exactly what Disney wanted it to. It made a lot of money and sold a lot of toys, and it supported a great. Uh, really well constructed uh, section of Disneyland, which Corey and I were lucky enough mm-hmm. to visit back in 2017. I want to say um, back when I thought you were a real sure. Cars fan. Yeah, I know. I'm sure I lied about how much I liked it back then, but yeah, Radiator Springs—they <laughs> they did a good job there. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll be excited to go back after rewatching it. I'll be able to see all the references that I had already forgotten about when I went the first time. So, uh, but yeah, it's a. You know, Pix- another solid Pixar entry. I wouldn't put it anywhere near the classic Pixar movies, in my opinion. But uh, it's, it's 
I have no problem with it. It's a it's a fun enough movie. It'll be one that I'll throw on for my kids one day when I if I ever do have them. I'm sure they'll eat it up. I'm gonna go four point two five out of five. I love this movie, and I think I can recognize that I may be a little biased because this is a movie that I watched growing up. I had a Lightning Queen bed growing up for a little bit, and so I I think that may impact. I I was the one playing with Hot Wheels and stuff like that, so I think that may have impacted uh, the reason I was drawn uh, not, to this movie. Not can, normal can, toys like Sackton. Yeah, not not normal toys like monsters and and bugs. But I, I can I can recognize that and I and I'm gonna have to accept that. But I, I'm gonna no matter what, like that even with that, I whenever this movie comes on, like I can't help but like reminisce about it and I can't help but laugh at all the stupid lines. I can't help but be just drawn into this world and wanna watch the second one and the third one, even though those like may not be as well received as the first one. Like I, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm this is one of my favorite franchise or one of my favorite animated movies. Um, I, and I can recognize that it's not as good as like we talked about earlier inside out. It's, it's not as good as inside out as a story as a whole, like inside out is a very, very well done movie. Soul was a very, very well done movie. Uh, the Incredibles very, very well done movie. All the, like all those Pixar movies, I can recognize that it's not necessarily better, but you know what? I might like it just a bit more. And that's just my individual, uh, perspective on that. And so, um, 4.25 out of five, um, and yeah. Now, Corey, you mentioned you like Hot Wheels, and I, I pulled up this. I pulled up this this headline uh, while you were talking there. After you said that, this is from July third, twenty twenty three. J.J. Abrams says his Hot Wheels movie will be grounded and gritty. So I'm really <laughs> excited. Oh <laughs> boy! <laughs> it's one of the funniest headlines I'd ever seen. So I immediately went and looked up all these different like different Hot Wheels sets you can buy. You know, it's like jump the shark into this like laser uh ramp or whatever it's always like the most ridiculous like silly things but this is gonna be a ground the grounded and gritty take a la batman begins like that we've been waiting for uh from hot wheels merchandise we've all been waiting all the ones who grew up with hot wheels we've all been waiting for hot wheels for adults it should grow with us they should grow up with us what what are you talking about with sets that you can like jump things with i always just like got the individual cars dude they sell like and like a track never set on one or of those, something the, those, you never like, had like uh they had like themed sets yeah i'm looking at looking yeah. at one yeah no, they sell got, like I never boxes the of tracks they sell boxes of tracks well, I would get that, tracks. Like, that are like yeah but there's usually a gimmick a lot of them had gimmicks oh i never had a gimmick one. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, to the post credit scene. You're still here. It's over. Go home. This is a new special episode that we're kind of doing this year um, with season two. So we're going to clump Cars 2 and 3 together into one movie. So that's what we're covering, not next week, but the week after. Um, so we're like, going like to get a little bit of a break. So same amount of movies covered and a shorter are, are less a little less content because that's what it is yeah. Uh, but yeah so that's what we were covering all, those are all on Disney Plus so feel free to watch them They're, you know what They the Cars 2 is a little long but Cars 3 is just right it's right so it's an easy watch just I think right they're like borderline the exact same length like um, almost so, to the dot 
So go go check that one out. Um, Zach, what have you been watching? Uh, besides Cars, uh, let's see. I watched Big Trouble in Little China, which is a John Carpenter movie. He actually uh, had a I birthday yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what made you want to watch Kurt that? Kurt Russell. Um, one of my, it was my favorite his birthday. Well, uh, well, co- kind of. It's coincidentally tied to that because my favorite podcast is covering Big Trouble in Little China uh, with an episode next oh, week. I didn't know we were covering um, that. And they, and, and I'm I assuming they did the that. Agenda. I'm, assu- <laughs> I'm so- assuming they did that because it was his birthday. So yes, Cole. In a way, it was because of his birthday. Um, I want to say you that have to tell me what the podcast is action called. Movie, Don't get a shout out here, but. Oh, it is called Halloweenies. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. I shan't, I shan't. I, I do want to say that a '80s action movie uh, with you know the main character is Kurt Russell, who who we, who we love, but we have a white lead set in What's Chinatown. What's his character's name? Jack Burton. It ages better than you. I would have guessed. I mean, I I assumed it was gonna be full of like, oh, you know, like, oh, we're kind of, <laughs> we're not handling this very tastefully. You know, we're really treating this as like the other, and you know, just kind of being silly with it. And it is a silly movie, but there's a satire to it because Jack Burton, Kurt Russell as this guy, he's muscled up, he's wearing a tank top, and he really thinks he's so macho of himself, and he's funny and charismatic. But so you you go into it assuming he is the hero of the movie. And his sidekick, uh, I, I believe his name is Wang, is going to be like, you know, kind of like just, you know, his sidekick uh, for the movie. And they don't like explicitly ever have to say this. You just pick up on it while watching. It is the complete opposite way around the entire time. Even though Kurt Russell's the main character, he fucks up so much in that movie. And Wang handles his own perfectly throughout like he's like just can handle all these bad guys while kurt russell at one point in the beginning of a fight will take his gun and be like let's get him and then he shoots the ceiling like to hype himself up and pieces of the ceiling fall and knock him knock him out for the rest of the fight and like it's just like so it's stuff like that (laughs) where it's like he's so dumb but he thinks he's the hero of the story when really everyone else is so much better at what they're doing than him so it's just kind of like a satire on like these american action movies where so so would you say Jack Burton is the big trouble in Little China? No, 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 no. He's the, he's on the side of the. There is big trouble in Little China. Uh, it takes place in Chinatown, San Francisco, and he is trying to help earnestly. He's a good guy. He's just doing it badly. Whereas everyone else, uh, all, all of his other allies are doing more to help than he is. I would say, but it's a it's a fun What's it funny on? movie with a. Uh, I had to rent it for three dollars so it was wow. not it's not free anywhere but you can get it if you didn't want to watch it it's like three dollars on prime that's how i watched it it was a lot of fun maybe i'll watch it yeah it's good stuff uh cool uh i've actually so i've been re-watching it's always sunny uh mm. started the percy jackson series which is a lot of fun you know it's good do you think it's and better than in the, the movies words, yeah yeah, I've heard. It's I great. think it, it. I feel like people are still uh, on this. streaming on Disney Plus, but I also um, because the Emmys were the other night and this one best uh, comedy, I started rewatching it. The Bear. Um, mm-hmm. It it yeah, made me realize. I do why I love this show. Like it is, it is, it is 
you know, a perfect show in so many words. The characters are great. The script is so, so tight. The the direction is phenomenal. The guy who wrote, directs, and like Christopher Stower, he's he's so good. And he actually won two Emmys the other night, but he wasn't there to accept them. Oh. Mm. Corey, what you been watching? Corey, what have you been watching? Oh, sorry. Um, I have not been watching any TV shows recently. That's weird. But I watched a few movies. Um, I watched The Holdovers because hey. Zach's been talking about that, and I saw it was free on Amazon, so I was like, oh, I'm absolutely going to watch that. So I watched The Holdovers. I liked it. Um, I also watched Mean Girls, getting ready for the musical. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to see it, but that's what that's what I watched. Um, I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Cole, Ooh, have you seen Ferris movie. Bueller's Day Off? Um, I, I, I reviewed Bueller's it on Letterbox. I re- reviewed it on Ooh. Letterbox, and I said, Twist and Shout starts and the existential dread sets in because I have um, quite the uh, – I almost collapse whenever I watch this movie because it freaks me out so much because I'll never be as cool as Ferris Bueller. And then I watched Self-Reliance, the Jake Johnson movie. From uh, Nick from New Girl, he wrote and directed this movie and starred in it. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it. I mean, if you're a really big Jake Johnson fan, then you can see it. But or then I, maybe you'd like it. Uh, not you can see it. Of course, you can go and see it. But I don't know if I was necessarily that big of a fan. I I, li- I enjoyed it because I'm a Nick or I'm a Jake Johnson guy. Um, but I don't know if I I don't know if it was. Then fully thought if out. the do you think if the the non Jake Johnson fans would the non Jake Johnson fans like it? I don't think so. If you did not watch Jake Johnson in New Girl or in Spider Man um, Across the Spider Verse or Beyond uh, the Spider Verse or, or into, uh, into Into, I don't think you would like this movie. I think you'd be like, "This is kind of stupid." It it yeah. So there's that. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I think I'd probably give it like a 2.6 just over that. Like, eh, yeah, it's good. I think so. Um, but yeah, so that's what I watched. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. I hope you, uh, I'm sorry about that game. I don't know if Zach will even include that. If not, you can just cut this out. Um, but yeah, cut that. Cut join that. us next week. Join us next time for, uh, cars two and three in a joint episode. Um, until then, we'll see ya. Peace. Zach, say goodbye to the audience. Bye, bye guys. Bye.